Hello friends, my name is Taylor Crown and welcome back to another episode of Take Back Your Crown Podcast. If you're new here, hi, hello, welcome. I am so happy to have you here and share this journey with you. Um, As a little side note, I just want to say it's been hectic recording here, finding time to record. Um, I've been home in Pittsburgh. Today is my last day, so... If you hear, uh, you know, my dog or family in the background, I apologize in advance, but um, I did enjoy my holiday. I did enjoy my time home with them. And that's also when I, what I wanted to start off by saying is I hope you all had a wonderful holiday spent with your friends and family and those who matter most. And of course, lots of food and wine. I know it was a little different than previous holidays and you might not have been able to celebrate in the traditional way you've wanted or some family members might have been missing, but it's all out of safety and love. So I think that's something to embrace. Um, and really be grateful for that you can kind of take these precautions to protect those loved ones so that you can spend next Thanksgiving with them. I think that's very important to touch base on. And um, in this week's episode, um, I was actually planning on talking about something completely different. I even had like notes typed up everything, the whole nine yards. But there is just something weighing extremely heavy on my heart lately. Um, I was scrolling through Instagram and, you know, Facebook and just social media in general the other day. And there were a lot of friends on my feed, whether on their story or posts, sharing how they felt lonely and sad. Of course, it definitely did not help with the pandemic and this holiday season. So, of course, you kind of feel more lonely because of the isolation and safety precautions we have to take, which encourage us to stay away uh, from our family, from our friends and other loved ones. And that can kind of create this huge weight of sadness on our shoulders, um, or at least add it to our shoulders and can be particularly hard to deal with. And um, there are actually a few friends that I've even spoken to trying to help them work through this but theirs isn't so much the pandemic as more of like one long big season of loneliness and I think I might have mentioned it before in a previous episode but one of my favorite quotes that will now stay with me for like literally forever is you'll never be alone if you like the person you're alone with so it's basically saying that if you find joy in your own company, you'll truly never feel alone. And I'm not saying that you can't experience or feel loneliness. I still do occasionally. But if you do find joy within your own presence, um, that feeling and that state of loneliness won't live deep within your heart forever. You may have periods where you just feel lonely. Like, I'm complete. I love being in my own presence. I went from such a codependent person, needing people around, needing social interaction, to enjoying my time alone, and I know when I need that break, and I'm glad I was able to grow to that point, because before I would sacrifice um, just... I don't know, my time, effort, uh, different things because I didn't want to feel alone. I didn't want to be alone. So I would try and drag out 
social events with friends and stuff like that to avoid sitting with myself and just being present in my own energy. Tyke, jeez. Sorry, my dog. Um, he's a wild one. But I came to the realization this year that a lot of the anxiety I was experiencing within myself and even anxiety as a general term was because I couldn't bear to sit with just myself. I couldn't sit still half the time. And you guys know, if you follow me on Instagram, that I was running 70 to 80 miles a week. And it wasn't necessarily to beat records or make progress, but more so because I couldn't bear to just sit still with myself. I didn't want to be alone with the thoughts and feelings I was experiencing at the time. And at the time, I was going through a lot of harsh difficulties that no one really knew about except for people really close to me within a relationship. And I had to come to terms with him starting to see someone new in the middle of us kind of trying to rebuild a friendship and trust. And (laughs) my dog's crazy, aren't you, bud? I was just... I was constantly in my head 24-7. So I was constantly in my head 24-7 thinking, you know, what did I do wrong? I was comparing myself. I felt just alone. And the crazy part is, is we weren't friends on social media anymore. That's like a longer story from earlier trouble within the relationship there is a lot of ups and downs back and forth yada 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 and the crazy part was that we actually ended up living down the street from one another a few years ago with absolutely no idea either of us had the intention of moving there it was literally the weirdest circumstances I have no inclination on how to explain that um But the hardest part through that was I had to see him in person constantly with his new girlfriend. And that brought a lot of deep wounds within me to the surface. A lot of negative emotions. I felt very rejected. I felt like I wasn't good enough. And I felt completely broken inside. And we did agree to remain friends for a bit. I really did enjoy his friendship and his presence. And especially during a pandemic when I had really no one at the time. And he lived right down the street. So we would still hang out and do stuff and go on walks um, and stuff like that in our community. And although we remain friends, I, I don't think he understood my side of things in terms of how I was feeling and how... I was hurt through this, especially because he never came to terms with how he truly felt about me like he expressed it, but would always back out on stuff and honestly realizing now it's not, I I deserve way better than that. But eventually, the more I worked on myself, the more I realized what I had to do. And I did start slowly getting more confident and cutting it off, not responding to his I don't, I don't know. He, he like pulled back his energy randomly. Um, cause he was the one reaching out to me. He was the one that wanted to hang out often. 
and I went on a trip home to Pittsburgh in May, and when I came back, it was completely different. He shut me out out of nowhere, and that's when I realized, you know, I don't deserve that, and I had the courage to kind of cut it off, and I think that's something to acknowledge is that oftentimes when we feel lonely, we go back to these toxic relationships, partnerships, friendships, whatever the case may be, so we don't have to be alone. But working on myself took a lot of time. Um, And before, I just, I felt completely isolated and lonely. And the anxiety was so severe. I was constantly trying to find ways to cope and heal. And it was extremely painful. Sometimes my heart honestly felt like it was shattering into two. I had like severe chest pain. I would cry myself to sleep at night and I would just run and run and run and run. And it could be downpouring outside and I would have panic attacks for sitting inside with myself too long and would bundle up and go running. Like no matter the weather, no matter anything, no matter the circumstance, I would go running, which at least it's a healthier coping mechanism, but still it was like, there were points when my body was running on empty and it still just ran because my anxiety was so bad and my loneliness, it just felt so empty. Um, and there were two weeks where I actually ran all day long and, um, I just stopped home for water breaks. Literally, I would start at 9 in the morning, finish around 6, sometimes 7 at night because I was so uneasy. And honestly, I didn't want to take the time feeling sad and lonely and dealing with the demons I knew I had to deal with. But over time and through like journaling and meditations and gratitude and learning how to nurture myself and become my best friend, um my own best friend, I learned how to heal and become comforted by being by myself. Now I enjoy my energy so much that I know where to set those boundaries. And when I do need to take time out for myself, when I need to journal or ground myself or express what I'm feeling, I now know myself better than anyone. And that's how it should be. Being alone is a very physical experience. It's a physical term to describe whether you are with people or by yourself. But loneliness is a state of being. It's a mindset, an emotion, a feeling. But it can eventually turn from an emotion to a mood to a them reflection of your personality. And in turn, even start to form that depression if you're in that state of mind long enough. And loneliness used to be my constant state of mind. And in turn, growing up, I used to think I was constantly being excluded without realizing that I was actually the one excluding myself. I excluded myself because I just, I didn't find myself worth it. And subconsciously, I thought no one wanted to be my friend. So then in actuality, I was the one distancing myself from everyone and making myself feel like the outcast, mainly in a lot of my friendships, but eventually it also started feeling that way towards any romantic partners as well. I mean, though, like, how could anyone like me if at the time I didn't even like myself? 
And I feel like a lot of people feel lonely, especially with social media being such a highlight reel, making it the pinpoint of the comparison game. But I know in terms of romantic partners, it can kind of feel empty. Like, wow, look at all these people engaged, married, having children, and you're over there crying and eating ice cream while watching reruns, a new girl in your bedroom. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. I would highly appreciate that and highly recommend that. That's that's just a 2020 mood. That's a forever mood. <laughs> but it's crazy because I used to always just wish people would ask me to go out and experience new things or that I could find a boyfriend to travel the world with. But again, how was I supposed to do that when I didn't even enjoy my own company? I didn't have a good relationship with my body. My relationship with food was still a struggle. I hated my anxiety. I didn't like my laugh. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. And I couldn't accept the duality within me. I couldn't accept and validate my emotions and understand who I was at the time. I wanted so desperately for someone to come in and just sweep me away from everything. And I remember crying night after night because the men I would connect with only wanted me for my body. And even if they seemed interested in getting to know me, it always ended up the same way. It always ended up a hey are you up text at 3 a.m when they're drunk and I felt hopeless in finding someone that wanted to connect with me like really connect and maybe that's why I played the on and off game with a toxic ex for so long because he was the only one that knew me knew me he was really my only ex even if you want to call it that but in comparison to all the other guys I met no one wanted to connect and learn more about who I was and just myself, my background, how I feel, how I think, how I just work. And through the anxiety and a crazy ass pandemic that isolated us all, I knew it was time to accept, heal, and learn more about who I was rather than continue to seek that out within someone else. It definitely was a long process and it was a combination of doing the work mentally physically and emotionally you know journaling feeding my body properly moving my body properly taking care of myself but it was even more than that it was the self-acceptance it was self-forgiveness it was surrendering control and learning the little small things my likes my dislikes what made me happy or sad discovering why I may have felt a certain way about something or reacted the way I did and understanding my vision and life purpose it was a combination of all of those but self-acceptance and forgiveness I think was one of the biggest things in this process and um Self-acceptance is one of those things that we should do for ourselves. I think it's one of the best things we can do for ourselves because it's truly learning to accept all parts of who you are, which sounds easier said than done. Learning to find that balance within yourself is difficult. You have to understand and accept that sometimes you may have to face demons or get jealous or envious of someone or experience negative emotions. And you have to come to this place where you're like, okay, this is how I'm feeling and that's okay. I'm not saying that some of these negative emotions are a part of your personality, but they are built on traumas and experiences you may have had that, um, you kind of need to start accepting instead of beating yourself up over it. You know, the 
the moments where you replay scenarios and overthink them over and over in your head. Like, for instance, toxic friendships or relationships. A lot of emotional and mental abusers convince you that you're the problem. They force you to believe that there's something you're not doing or you are doing, but that's not good enough for them. But like I said before, you may be a people pleaser or have a clingy attachment style, which some of us have from fears of abandonment. And I know that was one of my biggest wounds I had to face. But if you are doing everything in your power to please someone or bend over backwards to be there and it isn't reciprocated, you end up beating yourself up saying, what did I do wrong or why am I not enough for this person rather than looking at it as this is part of me. I love to give and make people happy and that's just the type of person I am. Leading a life where you can accept that part of you and continue to be that person without expectation is a huge life lesson that we can all learn from. And I know especially in high school, I was the biggest people pleaser and would even do people's homework so that they would like me or wouldn't bully me. And when they did, anyways, I was sitting there like, what the heck? I was faced with this uh, back and forth idea of maybe I need to become rude and mean and make everyone just stay away from me so I'm, I wasn't hurt that's that's just not who I am instead um I've learned to accept that I tend to give more and love harder than most people but I've also learned how to protect my own energy within and set boundaries especially now that I'm so comfortable in my own energy and with myself And you know, I think a lot of my loneliness honestly stemmed from the expectation of others, I think. Um, And I think that's where a lot of us are at fault. Not that it is our fault, but that we romanticize these ideals and expectations of someone because we think, well, I did that for them. Why can't they do that same thing for me? And then we come into this state of loneliness thinking, you know what, I just need to stay away from people. I'm going to put walls up and not let anyone in because all I did, all I do is get screwed over and hurt. And we hold on to that hurt. We hold on to it and let it affect future decisions, relationships, until we learn to heal and overcome that and realize, wait a minute, I don't need anyone but myself. I don't need that extra validation from someone else to prove my worth and I am supported and loved and I'm freaking awesome like who wouldn't want to be friends with me and so that turns from a state of loneliness into the comfort of being alone and enjoying yourself and that's why I started this thing where I take myself out on dates before I really got close to friends and neighbors I have within my life now, I would focus so hard on getting to know myself and what brought me joy. One of the biggest things that brought me joy was just sitting outside in nature, watching the sunset, music in my ear, and a journal and a pen in my hand. Just sitting with myself in my own energy, writing and getting creative brought me so much joy and it it just made me feel so whole and complete within myself and that's what I'm getting at the whole process of learning who you are and the journey to loving yourself all parts of yourself is learning how to become your own best friend and for me it was also learning that when I was experiencing an emotion rather negative or positive 
positive, um, rather than seek out comfort or validation through external relationships, it became about finding how I can nurture myself or celebrate myself instead and learning how to comfort myself in a healthy way and not through food or alcohol or other coping mechanisms I used to use. But also more so like how what can I tell myself in order to provide that own comfort, especially within the darker seasons within my life? I came to a point where I wasn't lonely anymore. I was just physically alone. And a state that used to echo and taunt me and brought so much pain into my life became the very reason I became so happy and confident and just abundant within myself. And I think the pandemic really forced me to spend that extra needed time with myself. I know I was working on myself before and leading up to losing weight. And before the pandemic had started, I had already lost some of that weight but the pandemic really like forced me to isolate and be like hey like you haven't dealt with these things and you need to and especially with my ex and his new girlfriend type of thing I was forced into very big situations outside of my comfort zone but they reflected a lot of things about myself and my emotions and I'm just forever thankful for that because once I did that work and aligned with more of myself and who I was always meant to be, I started aligning to the friendships and relationships that complemented me rather than felt toxic, overwhelming, and belittling, or just felt like there was this push-pull tension type of thing. I found like equivalent um, people on my same like energetic level I guess you could say um they started aligning with my energy more and now I have such a strong support system and if one day I move or something happens where I have to leave my friends behind or like I've left my family behind obviously um although of course we'll stay in contact I know I'll be okay before I didn't that's why there was a time in my life where I tried to do my Disney internship actually in my first year of college um, and I had applied and I just never heard back and at the time I was very still codependent. I visited my family probably every weekend. I had panic attacks living up at school. Like I still depended strongly on my home and it wasn't until my second year of college that I started becoming into a more independent state though I still struggled but it was when I gained that courage to be like okay I'm gonna move I'm gonna just take this risks and moving to this new state made me more independent but living through those several seasons of life on my own taught me so much more about myself and I find so much comfort in knowing that at the end of the day I love who I am and I take care of myself to the point where if there is an immediate red flag in a relationship or friendship I cut it off and I feel no remorse about it or if there's something that just doesn't sit well or align with me and my values and my vision I cut it off I don't stay and I don't sacrifice my own time my energy who I am and not being true to myself and not living authentically, I don't sacrifice that anymore. You'll never be alone if you like the person you're alone with. Still, it, it speaks volumes, I'm telling you. 
All I can say is I hope you truly take that time out to be your own best friend and learn how you can nurture yourself. And I hope you, you know, find that joy in life that makes you happy. Life is is way too short and I think we just all miss the point sometimes we're so focused on the external relationships getting married settling down we're so focused on this material wealth that we chase and luxury items and big houses and big cars and beautiful clothes and this and that and we're so focused on the external that we completely forget and shut ourselves away from what's happening internally and especially if we know what's going on internally, we just don't want to deal with it. We don't want to face that. We'll just tune it out and search for something that makes us feel good for maybe a little while, but it's all temporary. So I hope you take the time to learn how to accept yourself, forgive yourself for the past mistakes, past trauma, and learn how to move on. Surrender to your own journey and just love yourself endlessly. Be your own best friend. Take yourself on dates. I'm telling you, that was a life-changing thing. Before, I wouldn't even think of it like, I can never go somewhere and eat alone. No, but you can, and it's becoming more common nowadays. So... I definitely think that's something you guys should put on your to-do list. But alright, that wraps up this episode of Take Back Your Crown Podcast. I hope you have a beautiful Monday and an even better week. And we'll chit-chat in the next one.